little swag out them balls. Is that, is that Bowtie Paisley? And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, and I've been an avid reader of comic books since I was in middle school. I don't collect or buy as much as I used to. First and foremost, comic books are expensive. And I got bills to pay, especially the habit I used to have um, about 20 years ago or so. However, I fell in love with comics in the late 80s, early 90s while in middle school. Yes, I'm that old. And that was a direct result of the X-Men's Extinction Agenda run at that time. I got into that miniseries and just fell in love with the X-Men because of it. But also because of at that time... The Dwayne McDuffie and Denny's Cohen run on Deathlock by Marvel at that time. Now, the 90s were a great time for comics as creators started to become more enabled to control their creations. Companies like Dark Horse existed before then, but it was arguably the creation of Image Comics and its impact on the mainstream world that really jump-started interest in comics that didn't have DC or Marvel on the cover. Now, the aforementioned Cohen and McDuffie were a large part of another company that sprung up during this time. That company was Milestone Media. In many ways, Milestone broke the mold as to how characters of other races and ethnicities were portrayed in comics. For me, as a young man, a young middle school man, so I'm what, 11, 12 at this time, growing up in inner city Baltimore, these are comics that spoke to me. These are comics that were a breath of fresh air compared to comics that I was reading at the time. Much like the X-Men in the initial creation were an allegory for the civil rights movement with Professor Xavier being MLK and Malcolm X or Magneto being Malcolm X and mutants being an allegory or a symbol for African Americans in the United States at that time. Clearly, in many respects, the fantastical and the comic booky took over with the X-Men where you still had that persecution, but the sort of social message and commentary just wasn't as prevalent as it was by the time I got into those books in the late 80s, early 90s. Milestone was a universe very much set in the real world. Now, mind you, they were set in a fictional town called Dakota, but the issues, the circumstances, the characters were very much based in the reality I knew of the inner city, of any inner city, of any urban area in the United States at that time. So for me, it was like reading superheroes in my neighborhood, which was amazing for me. The characters that were created looked, acted, and lived in places that were very similar to the ones I knew and were living in at the time. They tackled gang violence, police brutality, interracial relationships, and homosexuality and blood syndicate. I mean, blood syndicate, it's weird because I always say, and I will say, Icon is my absolute favorite superhero, but Icon was also my favorite line or series in the Milestone line. But Blood Syndicate was my close number two. Just the sort of family. Blood Syndicate was very much like X-Men in that you had these group of outcasts who became a family but were very much a dysfunctional family. And they had to deal with not only the world around them, but deal with what was going with them and these newfound powers that they received from the gas that were using them at the big gang fight and so many things that were revealed over the course of the series about indiv- individuals within the gang about 
the origins of the gas. It was just an amazing sort of book. But also, you had these two gangs that because of this event came together as one. So that one traumatic event just totally destroyed any sort of hate between these two gangs. So imagine if the Bloods and the Crips were about to have a battle and then all of a sudden there's something that happened that dissolved all of their hatred toward each other and they became one big faction working for good. That's pretty much how I would describe Blood Syndicate. And then you had the Black Superman icon and it talked about teen pregnancy like realistically teen pregnancy. We didn't, it wasn't a hey you shouldn't get pregnant. It's hey we have a main character rocket rachel's very much the book was about her she got pregnant she got pregnant kept the baby so you saw her dealing with her son's father and trying to be a teenager being a mother but also trying to be a superhero at the same time and it was very realistically written and how we should depict she was depicting even icon aggressive freeman how he became a better person because of an interaction with Rocket. He understood. He became more human. And this is someone who was a black conservative in the early 90s, which is something we never really heard of then like we do now in our current political climate. And then we had Hardware. Hardware was a book that I loved as well. And and many people just simply dumbed down Hardware and said, oh, it's a black Iron Man. No. So much more than that. You dealt with you know the genius of an african-american man you dealt with corporate exploitation and how corporations can exploit not that their, their workers and their technology but also how that exploitation goes back into the community you also deal with afrofuturism in hardware before people were so up on it in black panther and wakanda from the past couple of years it was just an amazing book and again you know dennis cohen is is my favorite comic book artist of all time and he's the lead on that book initially and I love it I fell in love with his artwork in Deathlock but I really loved it in hardware as well and then you had static and it's funny because I was never into static as one of my core books I like static but static was my favorite and everyone probably knows static because of the cartoon static stock shock and static is very much the postal boy for milestone that everyone knows nowadays and with static you got a teenage african-american male you dealt with those issues with the police you saw that issues with the police and how african-americans were treated by the police in all of the books particularly static but also hardware um hardware icon is a notable instance as well where you had icon dealing with the police and he talks about how i'm pretty sure superman doesn't deal with this sort of stuff and then also blood syndicate as you can imagine because they were a gang so they had the direct involvement or blowback from the police in those sort of stories that they had there as well but with static as well you also deal with this african-american male coming of age in his innocent neighborhood not just dealing with his powers but dealing with his family life dealing with his relationships with women dealing with his relationships with um, his friends and it's funny because that is probably the book i should have gravitated to the most considering the age i was at when that book initially came out but it's not something i got into until lit years later the whole line was a melting pot of characters of all races and nationalities 
Um, while they were superhuman, they also dealt with everyday issues. I mean, you had a, a pantheon of, of different races and nationalities. You had Oro, who ended up becoming part of the Blood Syndicate, who was a disgraced cop. Um, he's a Latino gentleman. You had Kwai, who was very much based off of, I believe, um, either Chinese or Korean mythology, who also became uh, part of Blood Syndicate. You had Zombie. Zombie David Kim got his own book. He was, I want to say Vietnamese, I don't remember exactly. But he was a geneticist, and his powers came through the experimentation or accident of genetics. Uh, you had such a melting pot of characters and backgrounds, and a lot of those characters uh, utilized cultural aspects and histories relating to their character to really influence them and dictate how how they act. And Milestone had writers who understood those characters essentially because they were of those nationalities or cultural backgrounds. So I really loved Milestone. And like I said before, till this day, Icon is my favorite super hero there's one superhero movie i want to see and wish i could see on the big screen that is icon now icon excuse me milestone was originally published by dc and sadly his publication around 96 97 and was incorporated into dc proper with the new 52 a few years back and that resulted in a short-lived static series and an anthology book called Milestone Forever, which I really love, by the way. Outside of the brief appearances of Static and Icon in the Justice League show, there's been no movement on Milestone for years. And with today's climate, I really think it is perfect for Milestone to really rise from the ashes, so to speak, and to have some sort of media presence with his characters. Because his characters and his stories, even though they were 20 plus years ago, still resonate with the world we live in today. And I think really bring a whole new set of readers to comics. And we're going to take a break. Listen out for a word from our lovely sponsor, Anchor. And we'll be back with the fragrance of the week. completely read that wrong. And we're back with our fragrance of the week. This week's fragrance of the week is Fiore by Maison de Darius. Now, I spoke about the fragrances from Maison de Darius on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. And during that conversation, I really spoke about my love for 
velour. Well, I've gone back and sampled or resampled the samples I still have, and I really have fallen in love with Fiore. You know, Fiore wasn't, um, that's probably my second or third choice when I did that review a few weeks ago, but I fell in love with it so much and got reactions from it so much that I went and purchased a bottle from Zach and it is just wonderful for the summer. Now the notes include musk, sandalwood, oud, yang, ylang ylang, honey, and lily. It is a very masculine scent in my opinion, um, especially with that musk and sandalwood, but a very sweet one as well. It's fresh and also has a bit of sensuality as well, so I really, really love it. I, I like fragrances that have a very uh, sensual component to it, not just like, hey, I smell like this, or hey, I smell like that. It's a, a sensual, kind of seductive aspect to the fragrance as well. Projection, again, I get massive projection with Zach's fragrances, so I really get about two hours of projection with this. Longevity, it is literally all day. 12 plus hours strong with this fragrance. I mean, it, it's so horrible that... I will take a 30 minute shower and I will still smell it on me after I take a shower. So I, um, it lasts long, so you only need a few sprays and it is older perform concentration. So it's going to be heavy in oils with that, um, or because of that. Impressions again, I've really enjoyed the fragrance. I have, um, it has quickly become my number two in that line after Velour, and you cannot go wrong with that fragrance. And, and many of the reviewers that I've seen talk about Zach's fragrances online all pretty much say the same thing about Fiori as well. It's one of those ones that's light and it's fresh, but it still has that sweetness and masculineness to it as well. And occasions, I really see this as a casual scent. I, I can see it, I don't, it could work for the office. No, it can definitely work for the office. I would not wear this at a black tie event or a formal event, but it's one of those ones where it really functions in a lot of different places, just not anywhere that is formal. And with that, this has been another episode of the Sotorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where again, we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I have been your host, Webster Style. You can find us on the interwebs on Instagram and Twitter at Webster Style, or you can find us just on Twitter, excuse me, Instagram for the show at sartorialandgeek.com or excuse me sartorialandgeek you can find us on the web at websterstyle.com or sartorialandgeek.com feel free to drop us an email at info at websterstylemagazine.com again thank you for joining us and until, until next time stay safe and stay blessed on the floor piling no one girl should fit it all in them jeans so take it up and let me see what's under them scenes oh you want to oh i completely read that wrong <laughs>